Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got your sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so grateful for your presence, whether you've listened in previously and come back for some more, or if this is the first time we're sharing space, I'm just so grateful you're here. I hope you receive all the beautiful wisdom that our gorgeous goddess guest Tess Martin embodies. She's here to remind others of a truth they already know, and she manages to put things into perspective in the most nourishing, soul-inspiring way. She also runs ceremonial cacao facilitation programs, and just being a lifelong learner, she has a bunch of other credentials up her sleeve. What I love most is that she trusts herself enough to put her own spin on it all, and she encourages us to do the same. Just listening to her words even feels like you're drinking in the most amazing, big warm mug of ceremonial cacao, so I hope you feel that from her as much as I do. Enjoy. Welcome, Tess, to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. It is absolutely an honor to have you here. We were talking about the very first episode last year and you were instrumental in getting me over my own shit to make this a reality. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. And I honestly cannot believe how quickly that time has gone. I remember how much you wanted to bring this to life. And now we're here and so much has happened in that time for both of us. Um, it's beautiful. I'm just, I'm honored and I'm humbled and I'm privileged that this is now happening and that I've been a part of that beautiful journey with you. Oh, I'm so grateful that you are. And that's what I want to talk about too, more so you than me, because that's what this podcast is all about, talking with amazing people such as yourself. So I know you as being the cacao mama. You have brought so much more knowledge and wisdom and just my whole rituals with cacao have changed from knowing you and I'm so grateful for that but you know you're offering a facilitator course coming up which has all changed to online now all sorts of things are going on but tell us a little bit about your magic oh so yes I will if it's okay with you just share a little of the story of how this even came into my life and my awareness um, it was about two years ago I was in Bali at my very first ever retreat. I had no idea what retreats were. I thought they were a thing where people just went and, you know, did a bit of meditation and a bit of yoga and laid around a pool. And it was at that retreat where I had my first ever cacao ceremony. I'd never tried cacao before. I had had a very strong relationship with chocolate growing up. And it wasn't exactly dairy milk chocolate. I was a young child that would go for the darkest chocolate available. And it made no sense to anyone around me but it was something that I just loved. And experiencing that first ceremony, just all of these pieces clicked into place. And I realized that there was something really powerful about the relationship I had with cacao and with chocolate growing up that was always there. And it was during that ceremony that I like to talk about the spirit of cacao because it, for me personally, it's like this awakening of this internal voice that speaks to me 
when I'm sitting in ritual and ceremony. And she simply said that this was the medicine I was here to work with and that I was here to open the hearts of the world once more. And that was it. And at that time, I had no idea what that truly meant. And I mean, we never really know what things truly mean when we have those strange internal calls that were like, this makes no sense, but I feel it. So I just have to do it. At that time, my relationship was beginning to dissolve. There hadn't been any formal conversations, but I could definitely feel it. And I came home from that retreat, also having received the message to move to Bali. It will heal everything. Now, at that time, I had four little kids. They were, how old would they have been? They would have been eight, six, four, and two. And again, one of those things that made no sense, but to the very core of myself, I could not ignore the feeling. So we decided to pack up our entire lives and get us all down to just one little backpack each, jump on a plane, and we moved to Bali. We sold every single thing we owned, the house, the car, we rehomed all of the pets. Everything was gone. All of our furniture. We literally had a backpack each and a tub of sentimental things at my former partner's parents' place. And throughout that journey leading up to us actually leaving, I made it a non-negotiable with myself that I had to sit in ceremony, in ritual with cacao for one to two hours every day. And it's not even something I had to force myself or tell myself to do. It was something I did that was just completely soul-driven. Again, it made no sense. We were really busy at the time, but I, I just, I had to do it. I had to sit with it every day and tune into that inner wisdom and that inner knowledge and that inner knowing that came through at the retreat and almost like a recreation every time I sat with cacao. So that's how it all sort of started. Then when we were three weeks into our trip, our overseas move, this Bali trip that was going to heal everything, which it has in the way that I never anticipated, my partner at the time and I actually separated. And after a couple of months, he moved back to Australia and I was traveling Southeast Asia with my four kids by myself. And again, Every day it was coming back to that ritual. It was coming back to cacao. It was coming back to ceremony. It was tuning in with myself and learning how to hold myself in all of that. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. I didn't have any support around me in that way. And it was this very active ritual and tuning back into myself, knowing that deep, knowing that what I was doing for me was the right thing, that this was the right path as insane as it seemed to everybody around me as and trust me the comments the phone calls the messages that I was receiving was it was full on but I'm like I just I can't ignore this this is exactly where I'm supposed to be oh, so that, all of that has brought up so many questions go for it <laughs> But I think the most important one probably for myself as a reminder, but for any mother or parent listening is, my goodness, the fact that one, that you trusted your soul despite having kids, because I've used mine as an excuse before, you know, I have kids, I don't have time. You have just shattered all of that, completely shattered every excuse that I could ever have had that my kids are stopping me. And not just stopping, you know, upheaving and leaving countries is one thing, but even taking that time for yourself on a daily basis, like 
you know, for a parent to find one to two hours with no support living in a foreign country and you have managed to do that, that is incredibly inspiring and that is what our souls crave. It is, it is. And I also am understanding now at this incredible pivotal time in our history that essentially there are mothers out there everywhere who are being thrown into the same situation that I have, I lived through in that time where, you know, these beautiful systems and structures of society that had have had mothers working as if they're not mothers and telling them that they should be mothering as if they don't work. And it's incredibly hard. I'm, I'm, I have not been uh, gentle about this. It was not easy. It was a very, very challenging time. And there were absolutely days where that ritual, that ceremony was me just sitting there crying for like two hours and just asking myself the question, like, what the fuck are you doing? what are you doing? This is ludicrous. And again, it was just allowing all of that to come through me, allowing it to process. The kids interrupted multiple times. Like it wasn't like I had this beautiful little Zen corner and no one touched me for two hours. Sometimes I had a two-year-old curled up in my lap while I sat there. And there were, and there were, there were days where I wasn't able to do so, that just everything was frantic or whatever it was. There were absolutely days where I wasn't able to, but most days that's what I came back to. And I think it gave me that, that strength and that courage and that tenacity to just keep going, to just keep going. Because like you said, it's, you know, it's one thing when you're going through a separation and there's children involved and all of those pieces. And then being in a foreign country and on my own, I'm very lucky. I will say I'm very lucky. My former partner was so supportive because it was, it was so much bigger than us. It was this, our whole intention for that journey was that we wanted our children at a really young age, a really impressionable age to experience how different life can be, that there isn't just one way to live or be or operate or work or be even just within the family unit that, you know, that is completely different dependent upon where you are in the world, different beliefs and religions. And so in that respect, I'm, I have been so lucky. He was so supportive and could, could, could continue to see that bigger picture the whole way through it. Wow, that's incredible. And something I wish more kids were able to see. I really, truly do. And more, not even more kids, more women. If more women could see that there was another option in life, not just that one rigid way that they've, little box they've put themselves into. Absolutely. Yeah. And it does, it, again, it, it challenges everything we've ever believed or, or been shown about motherhood. And this is something I have been reflecting on so much lately is, you know, that, that question for me recently has been coming up around this time with everything that's happening in the world right now, how deeply I'm feeling this call to a bit more softness and a little bit more stillness and just this rush and this push and this pressure to be doing, doing, doing is really, it's really disintegrating within me. And then there's this other part of me that, that leads towards, you know, the, the generations of women before us that fought so hard. They fought so hard and put so much on the line to try and have what we have now. And it's, it is such an internal battle because there are, you know, these beautiful women out there, these mothers who are so desperately wanting to soften into that role more and yet 
we haven't truly had, I believe, not everybody, this is a very blanket generalization, is that really in the conditioning of our society, we actually haven't had much of a, a role model ourselves to show us what that gentle, soft feminine looks like because they were fighting fighting for their rights and their freedoms and to be seen and to be heard and to make a stand and all of those pieces. So we're in this really interesting time right now where we're being called to tune into what is actually true for us as an individual sovereign woman, what is true for us and how do we want to be throughout all of this. Oh my gosh, so much, so much goosebumps all over. And so, you know, it's one thing to have these dreams that you had to pack up, move country and, you know, listen to that beautiful wisdom of the spirit of cacao. How did you, you know, within yourself take those steps to actually start following those little whispers that led you to where you are today? Like, what are you doing with cacao today? And how did you get from that first move to Bali to where you are now? So in March last year, I did another retreat and it was two months after that, that I actually sort of bit the bullet in a way. And I was like, you know what, if, if I'm serious about this, like I I just had this, I was like, this needs to be shared with other people. And I've been practicing now for a long time. And I was like, you know what, it was, I, again, there was another internal battle of like, who am I to bring this medicine to the world? I don't know of any lineage. I have the heritage, all of that stuff, but I knew that I could create a really amazing space. So it was in May, 2019. It was, I still remember it so vividly. It was a Scorpio full moon. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And I contacted a place in Ubud in Bali called Karma House. And I'm like, does the room upstairs happen to be free on the full moon? And they said, yes. And so I put it out there for anyone who wanted to come to a full moon cacao ceremony to just come and join me. And from there it started. I had that first one. I had like 10 or 12 people. It was put together at the last minute. I had 12 beautiful people come and sit in circle with me. And the experience they all had, what they shared afterwards was unbelievable. You know, just, just their feedback about what they all individually experienced and as a group. And I thought, wow, there's like, I just had this moment of there is something in this. I, I really am meant to be here doing this. So I, I simply started doing fortnightly cacao ceremonies at Karma House in Ubud in Bali. And every fortnight they would just keep showing up and showing up. So I just did that um, for a few months. And then as it continued, and obviously with the work I do, I um, am a lead facilitator at Limitless Love with Jared and Abigail. And I started practicing, given this, I was given the space, I should say, at a lot of the events that we were facilitating to do cacao ceremonies. And the, you know, those groups of people are 30 people, 150 people, 180 people. So I really got to practice the size of, of a container that I could hold and that I could actually bring the same level of experience to. So that's how it started. That's literally how it unfolded, just step after step after step. It was just, you know, when the opportunities would present for me to maybe have a window, I would just ask the question or, you know, someone would talk about an event. I'm like, would you like some, you know, some cacao at that event? Maybe I could just open it with a bit of cacao and just those little tiny nuggets ended up blooming into these beautiful events. And now, obviously now I'm having to do them online and I'm doing them weekly. And again, the same numbers of people are showing up every single week. And 
I have had people reach out to me about the online facilitate, like my online facilitation program. It was supposed to be in person, but now all this has unfolded. So now it's online. And I have had people reach out to me that have said that have actually done uh, in-person events as well for years and years and years. And their biggest fear when all this happened was that their business was done because they can't facilitate in person. And what I'm so passionate about now is actually, I don't like to say teaching them because you actually deeply already know, but it's just showing them that they can actually create an experience online that is just as powerful as an in-person experience. So yeah, that's how it really all unfolded. And I never anticipated, of course, because life likes to throw us our curveballs. I never anticipated that this would have come into the online space. My entire year was planned out with in-person events and immersions and retreats and all of the things, but it's really it's really showing me now. It's really testing me. It's really getting me to expand my gifts and my abilities to, you know, these ideas of being limited by a screen and really smashing them open. Oh, for sure. And it's the fact that it is now online that has allowed me to be a part of it. Beforehand, it was looking like a real struggle. So it's also opened it up for so many people too, to be able to experience your magic and the magic of so many others that are now bringing their gifts online. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the magic of it being online and being able to have, like you said, so many more people that can come into the space. And from all over the world, I have people from Germany and America that are able to join in for it. And I really love that idea of co-creating, of being able to have such a diverse group of people because we, we learn so much more from each other. Yeah. And another thing that you said earlier too, that I just want to come back to was that you don't teach because the answers are already within us. And I love that you really helped me see that last year when I was struggling with a few things and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're not. And you just took me through a few little processes and it's like, oh my gosh, they really are. I'm so darn smart. And I just didn't see that, but you have a beautiful way of bringing that out in others. So yeah. Like how do you manage to do that so beautifully? You're so, look, there's a big age difference between us. You're so young and you are so full of wisdom. And I think this next couple of generations coming up to see things so differently to ours, similar, you know, obviously to what you said before with the way we were brought up in the world we were brought up in is so different, but you see things in such a beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, this, again, this has been something that, um, it's interesting that you say that because actually, because my, my mum used to say this to me a lot, especially in my early twenties, that she always had a really challenging time understanding me because I was this little girl in a 10 year old body, but the things I would do and the things I would say were so far beyond my years, but there were still those aspects of me that were the little 10 year old girl. And she said, I used to expect so much from you. And when that happened, usually I'd be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm only 10. And mom's like, oh shit, you are too. Like, I just forget. There's still a little girl in all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. I think my biggest belief and, you know, I haven't, I don't even know what to call what we do, what I do personally. There's no box on you know, the industry that I'm in or anything like that, I believe. And I feel like for the past couple of years, I've just been this really curious observer. And 
having my own experiences of, you know, doing courses and, and getting qualifications and things where I was told what to do. And that was amazing. And I learned so much, but then there's that rebel in me <laughs> that was like, this just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like it's me. It doesn't feel real and it doesn't feel true. And I like, I really love people who to, bringing their rawness to things that makes it such a unique experience to them. And that's, I suppose it, it really started for me after, um, and I could potentially get a few slaps on the wrist for this, but after I did my NLP practitioner training and I was in love with timeline therapy, absolutely loved timeline therapy. I hated the way that I was taught to deliver it. It was so robotic. It was so clinical. It was so, it was like a dry biscuit. And <laughs> it was, it was so, for me, it was so boring. It was so boring. And I thought I, I left, I actually left it for a while. And one day somebody, I can't even remember how it unfolded. I think it might've been a friend of mine in Bali actually. And they, they, we were having a conversation about it and they were like, wow, that actually sounds like a really interesting process. And it was like, well, let's, let's do it. And in that moment, this person's quite, you know, gifted themselves. They have a bit of their own medicine. And I, I started to sort of free flow with it. And I allowed my intuition to take the person and myself into these spaces that, that they needed to go into. And I held that and they came out and it was the, the expression on their face when they'd finished and they just sat there and they were like, wow, what was that? And I'm like, I don't know what that was. And technically I wasn't, I'm not quote unquote allowed to do that. But it was so profound. Again, I couldn't ignore it. And it was small experiences like that for me where I thought, you know, there's, there is every single one of us has this such a unique, if you like to call it medicine, but it, we have such a unique wisdom and a knowing and an understanding inside of us that makes us who we are. And again, in a world where there are so many boxes and labels and it's easy to categorize things and people and do things by the book. And there's, we're missing the whole point of our humanity in that. We are missing the entire point of our humanity. And I'm simply here. I believe I'm here for people to remember the truth that they already know. Oh, I love that so much because that's one thing that I have struggled with my entire life is that inner rebel, you know, I've always had it and it's always wanted to come out, but it's, it's always been shut down. And I've always thought, oh yeah, I'm not knowledgeable enough to do that. I don't have the experience to do that. I'm not good enough to do that. All those things have come up for me time and time again in my life. And there's been times that I've not listened to them either and I've just done it anyway. But it's, it's that sort of thing, those boxes that we keep ourselves in that don't allow us to bring our unique medicine into this world. And I love that that's what you've said, because I do believe that about each and every one of us, whether that medicine is something huge, you know, to heal the world or whether it is to heal ourselves and those people around us, you know, just make that life a little bit better for those around us or for the masses. It doesn't matter as long as we do what's true for us. Exactly, exactly. And this is exactly what I was speaking about with motherhood before right now is so many women, oh, I've got chills everywhere as I say this. There are so many women right now who have this beautiful opportunity in front of them to actually heal. And I say heal very loosely because that can bring things up for people. But 
to heal so much of these pieces of themselves because like you just said it's for some for so many women out there that medicine that uniqueness that swirling little fire within them actually starts in the home and it begins with you know for the mothers out there with their children and actually truly connecting with them again and finding who you are in that space. And I feel that's so powerful. And one of my little, if you want to call it a tagline throughout everything that's happening right now is that society is actually going to value the role of the mother once more. It hasn't for such a long time. The role of the mother has been so devalued and so underrated. And now we're actually going to see that value, that true deep like core gripping value that the mother actually provides not only in her home, but in this world and what she does. Absolutely. There's so many mothers I know that just are struggling right now because they're trying to work or they can't work in their normal job. So they're having to work from home or their businesses are already at home and suddenly they're inundated with a house full of kids. And it's like, oh, I can't do it all. I can't homeschool, run my business, be a mother, keep the house clean. You know, and for some, it's just complete chaos, but it's such a beautiful opportunity at the same time. It is. And it's, it really is a, a space now for us to be so much more gentle and loving with ourselves and accepting of ourselves. Again, some of the greatest healing in the self-worth of women in this world will be happening now because there is just this full surrender of, I can't do it all. And you don't actually have to do it all. Absolutely. And really just letting it go and being like, today we got out of bed and everyone got fed and I managed to sweep the floor. And that today was a win. And you get to celebrate that. And then you'll have other days where it's like, wow, we got the homeschooling done. I actually got my work done. There's a beautiful meal cooked. The house is clean. Everyone was really well behaved. And we just flow with each day and let the rest go. (laughs) It's all we can do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also such a beautiful time. You know, there's a lot of women that aren't mothers that listen in as well. And it's such a beautiful time for that whole feminine rising and even the feminine within men. Like there's a whole nother (laughs) box of worms to open up, but it's, it's just such an incredible time, a big shift. Huge shift. And like you said, just that space for women to unlock more of, of their femininity again, because so many women who potentially don't have children. And again, this is a very blanket statement, but it's just the way our world's been set up in the structures and the systems is it is very much in that masculine doing and that striving and that achieving. And if you don't have something tangible to show for it, then what have you really done? And we're literally being thrown into this situation right now where we have to let all of those things go because it's just not how our world and our, our, lives are running at the moment and yeah this beautiful complete flip on our perspectives of everything yeah I'm loving it so much because and some things that we've achieved are now completely out the fucking window it's like they don't even matter anymore and so we're looking for new ways of being and it's blowing my mind to see what what friends and just to see what others are creating in this time yeah and some it's so so much of it is just Oh, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful to see. 
And I think what I'm really finding too is this sense of we have placed so much of our ideas and feelings on, on freedom in what's happening in our external world. And again, this is something that my journey really taught me um, over the past couple of years with the traveling and single parenting and all of the things was this idea that, you know, our freedom was dependent upon our external circumstances. And don't get me wrong, there are some circumstances people are living in that very much limit them. And I'm, I am, again, just speaking generally here is that those right now, what I am observing personally is those who have really cultivated a sense of internal freedom that they're not restricted by their external circumstances. It's that creative side of like, okay, this is happening out there. How, and it is probably an element of that in a rebel as well, as well, is like, what can I do? How can I prove this wrong? How can I just prove that this doesn't touch me? I can actually do something else here. And again, just it, another opportunity for, for everyone to find another level of that within themselves, that freedom of that can be happening out there, but that doesn't stop me. Oh, that brings me back to what we were chatting with um, when I was playing with levels before we started. And I was fortunate enough to um, participate in one of, in fact, this week in your full moon cacao ceremony, which was just divine. And again, my little boy fell out of bed halfway through and interrupted the whole thing, but I managed to get back into it. That's always the hot mess part of my life. But um, one thing that really anchored in for me through that ceremony that you facilitated so beautifully was that inner peace and that inner freedom because there had been so much fear within me about what my life was looking like. And suddenly the outside circumstances hadn't changed, but the inner feeling had. And that's exactly what that inner freedom really looks like. And I didn't, I knew it existed, but I'd never felt it and it really anchored in during that ceremony this week. And it's like, oh, I knew this. Oh yeah, but now I really feel it. So it was such a blessing to mm. actually be feeling that so fully. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And this is exact everything you just said, like that's exactly what it's about. And like you said, you know, you were disturbed halfway through by your son falling out of bed, poor Flynn. <laughs> and <laughs> but then you were able to come back and drop back in. And again, you know, your external circumstances didn't change, but your internals, your internal state did. And that's again that that what I know I'm here to do is bringing people back to their internal truth. Like what is actually true right now, because everything outside of us will keep going all the time. And there are going to be things that we are completely out of control of all the time. And again, just that's, thank you so much for sharing that. That's oh my heart. <laughs> but it's just that beautiful confirmation that that that's what I'm, I know that I'm here to do. And it can, I've battled with myself over this around, you know, is that enough? Who's going to actually take that seriously? And, you know, in terms of, you know, qualifications to show, it's like, I don't have a qualification for bringing someone back to their inner truth, but you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And so thank you because that for me just, I'm like, oh, there is value in what I do. There is value in what I do. Yeah. And that's, that's what really hits home for me about allowing yourself to share your magic. It doesn't matter who you are, what qualifications you have. Like I spent so many years getting qualification after qualification. Like I'm a 
addicted to learning. But I realized after 20 years of that, I never actually shared what I was learning because I thought I needed to know more and more and more. And who am I to share it? I don't know enough. You know, exactly what we were talking about. And fuck that. That's all I can say. Very simply, fuck that. If you have something burning within you that you really want to do, you just do it and start small like you did. Yes. And that's what, like, I love that this podcast is now here because I know that this was a piece of that puzzle for you. And, and also your writing every time, every time. It gets me every time. So yeah, thank you as well. Because again, this is the beautiful journey we get. This is what I mean by having these spaces and creating these ceremonies and these now the gift of the program being online is that all these new people that what we get to share and learn from each other and inspire each other with. I'm like, oh, that's what it's all about. That's what it gets to be all about. Yeah, it is. And I even had that come up with creating the podcast. Like, you know how long it took me to do it. And it's like, but there's a right and a wrong way to do a podcast. And then the inner rebel would come out. And then it's like, do you know what? I can do what the fuck I want. And if people listen, they listen. It'll resonate beautifully for some, as in your ceremonies do. And the ones that doesn't, there's a million and other podcasts out there for them to listen to. So it's just a matter of trusting within. So, and I guess that brings me to the next bit. So I trusted my soul nudges and asked you to share one of your beautiful ceremonies so that we can actually put that onto the podcast um, as a whole separate entity. So if somebody really wanted to experience what you do, there's going to be an entire little podcast episode just with one of your ceremonies that someone can dive into and a beautiful playlist, you know, music playlist that goes with it. So thank you so much for saying yes to that and allowing us to share that too. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's, again, it's one of the, these beautiful things. I just know they're meant to be out there in the world and I don't hold anything around, you know, keeping them secret or, or anything like that. It's, they're going to, like you just said, the, with this podcast is that there are a million podcasts out there, but the people who are supposed to find you and who are supposed to find your work and what you're sharing will find you. As long as you keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there, they will, they will come, they will come, they will find you some way or another. And the timing of it all will be perfect for them and for you. And yeah, just again, that full trust, that full trust, despite the qualifications or the pieces that we think we need, it's so much bigger than that. Oh, it absolutely is. And the same with the words, right? I there's this I had no idea they had energy. And so I started learning from a neuroscientist going, I need to know more, I need to know more. And it wasn't until I just let all of that go and dropped back in and started really trusting in myself that it all just came together. And you've been a beautiful part of that journey. So I'm just so grateful. Thank you. I think that's another thing we share is our our love of poetry and writing. And I feel like that really brought us together in that as well. The understanding of how powerful our words are and how powerful they are from the sense of where they're actually coming from. Like you said, you know, you can study the, the logical side of it and how to put words together and the, what the words mean in a dictionary. But when they're coming purely from that heart space and with the energy behind them that you create those pieces with, that's what I love when I read your poetry is just, I can feel you through it. And again, this is 
uh, if I can share this here, is this idea this of people's the experiences that they create now being limited by being in the online space. And I've been talking about this a little bit about this new way of, you know, these new dynamics of communication. It's so much more than the words that you say. It's, you know, the energy you put behind it, the heart you put behind it. It can be felt beyond screens. And again, it, poetry is just the perfect example of that. Music, the same, the same thing. It can evoke so much emotion and it's because it was created from that space of emotion. Oh, so much. Full tangent there, but it's all it all works together. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no such thing as a wrong tangent here. <laughs> we just go anywhere. Perfect. But it's so fucking powerful. Like, and that's why empty words, you know, there is such a thing as empty words. You can feel it. You can feel a lie. You can you can feel when someone is bullshitting you and doesn't really mean what they're saying because they have their own agenda. And yeah, you can also feel the absolute love and the authenticity and, and the exact opposite. And you can just feel so, oh, it just brings up so much inside. And that is because the emotion behind it, 100%. Yeah. And this is what I feel like we're being, again, another beautiful opportunity we're being given at the moment in the world is so, so much of, um, so much of the creation of our quote unquote old world has been all about the structure and, and, you know, how to formulate words and the systems and the step-by-step in how to, like you said, when, when it comes to someone bullshitting you or lying to you or when the, when the words are empty and you can tell it's almost like a script situation or something like that. And this is what we, again, I'm, I'm really, I'm getting, becoming so passionate about showing people online is that level of communication. It's like cellular communication. It goes beyond what's coming out of your mouth. And that can be felt through a screen that can be felt way beyond anything that you think is, is holding is creating that space between you and whoever's on the other side of it. And it's so powerful. And we get to play with that. Now we've been giving this beautiful opportunity to really play with that and lean into like, well, what can I do? It's not what I can't do. It's like, well, what can I do? Show me what I can do. I'm going to show you what I can do. That, that beautiful inner rebel. There it is again. <laughs> so much. Yes. To that. And I guess um, something just to really quickly go on to is because so much is scripted these days and you can feel it. That's for me where the power of ritual comes in. And if, you know, there's so many beautiful rituals, cacao being one of my dailies. But if you, even if it's just a five minute ritual that you drop into and really feel into before you write a sales script or anything, or whether you speak to somebody on the phone to have a sales call or, you know, discovery call, whatever they're called these days, you know, if you have these little daily rituals or little rituals before you actually do anything, I think segment intending, you know, gets thrown around a bit as well before any little piece of your day have a little ritual to take you into it. It makes such a big difference. What's one of your favorite rituals? What, what other than cacao, obviously, (laughs) obviously cacao that, that is definitely a daily. I do like to drop into a little bit of breath and I like to breathe really deeply into my body. So for me personally, I spent a lot of my twenties really operating from my mind and I was just on autopilot basically all the time. And I was very much disconnected from my body and my emotion. I was really quite numb. And anytime I speak to somebody or, you know, I get on to something like, like this, this beautiful podcast, just some 
simple breath and breathing really deeply into my body and then tuning into, I love to tune into little just subtle sensations in my body, like little tinglings or little areas that, are, that feel warm and like they're expanding, you know, wherever that might be. It can, one day it can be in my feet, one day it will be in my hips. And then like, you know, using, just using my imagination to feel that moving in my body, tuning into the actual beating of my heart. Because when you actually tune in, you can feel your pulse through your entire body. And yet how much of our day do we go by where we, are, we don't even feel our heart beating? So tiny exercises like that. It can take you 60 seconds, but it just, again, it just this bringing back to your center, your internal little world for that grounding in of what's my truth? What is my truth? Who am I in all of this? And just those simple practices. Beautiful. Favorite. Uh, thank you for sharing. It's um, one of mine is dance. I'll chuck on a, a song and if it just makes me move and whether it's, whether I'm feeling really sensual or whether I'm just feeling absolutely crazy, silly dancing around the lounge room, then it doesn't matter. It really shifts energy and, and it can be one song. Yeah. And it, it really creates energy as well. Now that you said that, you know what, I need to dance today. I think, I think that's what I need to do today. Thank you, Sally. Yes. That's what I need to do. Shift some energy today and dance. Oh, and so there's something else. Let's go there very briefly. When you're having a conversation and someone will say something and it just makes you realize, you know, to take notice of all those little clues that are throughout our entire day, every single day, and we completely ignore them, but they're just there for us. They're just so in our faces and our guides are always showing us in various forms and all we have to do is take notice yes yes and and also diversifying your day a little bit I mean it's so easy to just sort of continuously do the same things over and over again but then it's you know how good does it feel when you have a day where you just do completely opposite of what you normally do and it completely re-energizes you you feel so refreshed and it, it really is so simple we overcomplicate everything and we make so many excuses as well but like you said there's these beautiful opportunities to in in every moment in every day and we also get to choose, you know, like, do I really need to do this today? Or is there something else right now that would actually be better for me for how I'm feeling? Those little, like you said, these little opportunities, like, oh, that feels like this right now. You know, you love dancing. And I'm like, oh, yes, I need, I need to dance today. Thank you, Sally. Thank you for that. Thank you, guidance, for that. And like you said, it's just being able to bring your attention and awareness to it yeah so much so so it's been again an absolute pleasure to have you on this call mm -hmm. today how can anyone else that's inspired by this or that might tune into the ceremony that I'm going to put up shortly for everyone to actually listen to I think it goes for about an hour it's just beautiful and it doesn't matter if you're interrupted like I was, but how can we work with you otherwise? Where do we find you? Um, at the moment, I am simply on Facebook and Instagram. So my Facebook, I'm just Tess Martin and my profile picture is just me. So I had an old account that's me and my former partner, but <laughs> my new account is just me. So I'm just on Facebook for now and my Instagram is this is Tess Martin. And the way that things are right now, that is, that is where I am. They are the two places I like to keep things very, very simple and very streamlined. So they are the two places that I'm currently found. 
Beautiful. And we can also, I'm sure if we type in Cacao Mama into either of those platforms, we could probably find something that you've done in there and links to your beautiful facilitation as well. A lot of my, yeah, a lot of my links to some of the replays are on my personal page and there is a Cacao Mama group um, at the moment on Facebook. There is no Instagram space currently operating. Um, I do have the, the, the name on hold for myself, but I don't have it operational. Facebook is where all of my, my traction is at the moment. That is where my beautiful community is growing. So I'm really nurturing that community and giving them all of the love right now. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Really grateful to be able to chat with you again. It's been too long. It has been too long. Thank you so much, Sally.